Hello and welcome to Radio Edge Talk. This is David Noble in Dalgetty Bay and I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening Linda O'Neill of Celsius. Welcome to Edge Talk, Linda. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And just over the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be hearing about the work of Celsius and also about the conference that's coming up next month. Um, But just to start off with, Linda, could you give us a brief background to your career and and then introduce listeners to the the work of Celsius? Yeah, no problem. Um, So my degree is in psychology. Um, I went to to uni with the, the intention of, I suppose, becoming either an educational psychologist or a primary teacher. But whilst I was at uni, I started working sessionally for a a social work project that was working with 14 to 18 year olds, young people who were looked after at home. And the aim was to try and support them to re-engage with education because many of them are disengaged or support them on to further and higher education um, or employment or training opportunities. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Just as I I graduated a a full-time post, came up there um, so I, I decided that I would take a year out um, and work as a, a senior there um, so doing part management um, and part working with young people um, and I suppose I've never really found my way back into either educational psychology or primary teaching and um, I just really loved working um, with young people and um, so from from there I went on to work in in schools as a home link worker and um, working with young people who had a, a variety um, of barriers or issues that made it difficult for them to, to go to school or stay in school and I did a lot of work with parents as well. I was always really, really interested in um, how policy and evidence related to practice, being really aware as a practitioner that I was doing loads of reading at at night or at the weekends to try and figure out how best to to try and support young people or find new ways to try and support people, the best ways to do it. Um, And sometimes feeling really frustrated at trying to find the the right things or the best things and then the time to do that in everyday life in a busy school and a busy work environment. So when the job at Celsius came up, it felt like quite a a natural um, move to make because it's the work there is really about supporting people who are working on the on the front line with young people and families um, and other practitioners to think about how to put policy um, and and evidence into practice in the the most effective way possible. So that's a kind of plotted history, I suppose, yeah. of of how I get into to what I'm doing. Yeah, that, that's great, Linda. So Celsius, the Centre for Excellence for Looked After Children in Scotland, based at the University of Strathclyde. But can you just um, tease out a, a couple of uh, kind of main aspects of, of the work of the organisation? Mm-hmm. So um, our work, um, all our work is done in partnership, either with people working directly with children and young people and families, children and young people and families themselves, um, or the organisations that exist to try and support an improvement in the outcomes for children and young people that are in need of care and protection. So our role is really to help support people to put the to bridge the gap that can often exist between policy and evidence and think about how to do that best in practice. Like I said, we understand that um, it can be really complex and challenging work. Um, it's, it's really busy. Um, so we try and work alongside people to think about what we need to be saying and doing in the most effective ways to get the best outcomes 
um, for the children and families that, that we're there to work for. We know that looked after children and young people have some of the poorest outcomes educationally compared to all other vulnerable groups. So what we do is try and work alongside schools, local authorities, other supportive organisations and Scottish Government to think about how to translate policy into practice and what evidence is the most effective to use to do that. And Linda, what, what are the kind of major issues at the moment then that uh, the current policy relates to? You know, can you um, sort of pick out some of the kind of key areas of, of concern in terms of the gap or, or what gaps exist and in terms of the outcomes that are not presently uh, good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suppose it, it's really important to say that um, just because a young person's looked after, it, it's not a predictor that they'll do. Um, badly in education or they won't do as well as their peers. What we know is that young people who are looked after often do really, really well despite some of the challenging circumstances that they're in or some of the adversity that they're faced. But what the the educational outcomes indicators tell us is that there's still a really large gap um, across indicators such as attendance, exclusions and attainment for young people that are looked after. So we know that for young people looked after at home, their average attendance is 80% compared to um, 91% for all looked after, uh, for all children. So that's a really significant gap. We also know that um, young people who are looked after are much more likely to get excluded than young people who aren't looked after. So for the the general population, there's 27 cases per thousand um, of young people getting excluded at school. But for all looked after children, that's 169 cases per thousand, which is hugely significant when you think of the additional challenges that these young people already face and that they're being excluded from school much more regularly than their peers. And we also know that in terms of attainment, um, the young people that are looked after don't attain at the same level as their peers. And that has all sorts of implications for for future um, employment, training um, and college and university opportunities, which can obviously impact on things like employment, mental health, housing, those kind of things. Um, and that's why it's really, really important that that we have a focus on trying to improve those outcomes for, for this group of young people. And we know that one of the ways to do that is through improving children's experiences of school. We know that if children and young people have positive experiences, that they're much more likely to go on and attain and achieve. Um, if they have really key nurturing relationships um, with the adults around them, particularly teachers, um, that that's the golden thread that can carry them through and um, support um, positive outcomes for young people in education. And um, there's so many different strands to the, the work of Celsius, obviously, and mm-hmm. sadly we don't have uh, we don't have lots of time to go through all that, mm-hmm. as well as really unpicking the um, the many issues that that care experienced mm-hmm. children face, um, and we'll certainly make a point of coming back to that in, in future programmes. But um, you know, research and. Uh, courses and I notice there's, a, there's an online course that's available now so just before we come on to uh, hear about the actual conference that, that's coming up Linda mm-hmm. can you just tell us a bit more about um, you know what uh, practitioners and particularly there you're saying about um, teachers uh, you know what kind of support they can get from the website and from the organisation. 
Uh huh, absolutely. So, um, in the education team, we have produced a self-evaluation and benchmarking toolkit called Looked After and Learning, and that's available um, to do, as a free download through our knowledge bank on our website. And this is a, a culmination of a, a literature review where we looked at what the the evidence tells us are the most important things in supporting an improvement for young people's outcomes at, in education. And what we did is use this alongside practitioner wisdom and split it into six key areas that schools, local authorities and services can use to look at the support that they're providing and think about how they might want to either strengthen what they're already doing really well or pinpoint areas for improvement. And we use um, improvement science, PDSA cycles, to support people to do that. So as I say, that's a completely free download that's available on our website. Um, we also have our education forum, which is a completely free um, network of practitioners who are either interested in or involved in the education of looked after children. We've got about 320 people who are members of that now from all different disciplines, education, health, social work, um, third sector, government um, and what that does is really gives us a lot of feedback around the the issues, the opportunities um, that practitioners are facing on the ground. We come together twice a year um, for two half-day meetings, which we hold in Glasgow, and they're usually themes um, around issues that the forum members have told us that they want more information about or things that people want to have a, a deeper discussion around. Um, and we also send out termly um, newsletters, either with up-to-date research that we are conducting or that, that we've been using um, other things in the sector that have caught our eye um, or relevant updates in relation to policy and legislation and people can join that um, again through our website through the education pages. We also um, run a, a range of massive open online learning courses and people can sign up for our um, sales wide newsletters to find out about um, when they run and we also have a, a range of other um, training and events that are available to sign up for via our website. Well, that's absolutely brilliant, Linda. And I, I suppose it's it's important to emphasise that you know I, I mean I know, know the, my background and um, you know the, the kind of particular sector that, that I've worked in for for many years now. Um, you know, you've got the likes of Celsius and the Scottish Institute for Residential Childcare, etc. But mm -hmm. but these resources are very much aimed at, uh, at, at all practitioners um, in all settings um, because you know it's, it's likely that every one of us will be working with. Um, you know, at least one looked after child. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think regardless of whether you're um, supporting young people in education, health, social work, a lot of the underpinning practice um, is exactly the same regardless of discipline. Um, we know the impact of developmental trauma um, on how children grow and develop and whether you're a teacher, whether you're a health visitor or a social worker we know that there are core components of all of those things that link us all regardless of discipline that if we can do them really well we'll really support an improvement in children's outcomes and so I think like you say the, the training and events that we offer, the material in our knowledge bank is relevant regardless of of the discipline that you're that you're coming to is through. 
And just finally then, Linda, can you take us through the, the conference that's coming up? What can the attendees and participants look forward to? And indeed, how can listeners find out more, including actually signing up for the event? Yes, absolutely. We're really excited um, about our, our conference this year. This is our third annual education conference that Celsius have hosted. And our theme this year, based on um, feedback from forum members, is about positive educational journeys for children and young people with care experience and aiming to recognise that, that children and young people that are looked after often require additional flexibility in their learning journey that it's not always um, the, the linear journey that we've come to expect traditionally. Um, so what we really wanted to do was help people think about what that might look like and what our systems and practice might need to do differently in order to support young people um, throughout their journey in our, in our education systems. So it's on the 16th of March at Trades Hall in Glasgow and people can sign up via our website um, our programme's also on our website, but we're um, really excited. We have um, John Swinney, the Deputy First Minister, um, and the Cabinet Secretary for Education coming along to welcome everybody in the morning. We've then got a keynote from Dr Adam Burley, who's our consultant clinical psychologist for NHS Lodian, um, who's going to be talking about the importance of relationships um, and how we really embed relational practice um, in the heart of our education system. We've also got some really cracking workshops um, in both the, the morning and afternoon um, that are focusing on things like creativity in education, the importance of attachment when we're looking at issues around mental health, corporate parenting, um, and also further in higher education um, and how we support young people um, right from the, the early years um, through onto our further and in, in higher education systems. There'll also be um, an input from, from us around the work that we're doing, how people can get involved um, and the, the things that people can expect from the, the education team over the coming year. And um, we've also got Nikki Murray, who's a head teacher at Burnside School in Carnoustie, who'll be talking to us about embedding wellbeing um, in the curriculum and sharing some examples of how he's done that in in his setting and helping delegates to think about how they might take some of that back um, into their own settings, whether that is a school, whether it's children's houses, whether it's social work area teams, um, but how we put children's wellbeing at the heart of, of everything that we do. Um, over the, the last two years, the, the feedback that we've had from delegates is that the most important thing that they've got from our education conferences is the things that they can take back practically into their own settings and start doing. Um, and that's really been at the core of our of our planning um, for this conference as well, to try and make sure that, that we're giving people something that they can take back to their settings because we understand how challenging it can be um, to take a full day out from working with children and young people with a, with a day job as it were. So we really appreciate people taking the time and we know that we need to make it useful and, and valuable for people. Um, so we're really looking forward to, to this year. 
Well, that's great, Linda, and uh, best wishes for the event. And I'm delighted to announce that Radio Edge Talk will be uh, at the event, and that uh, we will be broadcasting a few of the the sessions. Um, I'll be there. Really looking forward to it. It's, it's been a while, sadly, but um, looking forward <laughs> to getting looking forward to getting back into it and seeing some some old faces and meet some new people. Um, so all the best to, your, to you and your team for for the event, Linda, and. Um, uh, be great, as I say, to, to have you back on in the show um, in the future, maybe to explore some to. more of these yeah, issues in, in much more depth. Certainly, um, very deserving of that, no doubt. Um, so, thanks, thanks again, Linda, and best wishes. No, thank you very much for having me, David. It's been a pleasure.